Perverted, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. Hey everyone, welcome back to Afro Verdict with your host Victor Anakin. It's great to be with you guys again. Now, on the 28th of September, South Sudan's President, His Excellency Silva Kiir, paid an official visit to Moscow during which he met with Russia's President Vladimir Putin. In the meantime, Sputnik Africa spoke to Dr. James Petir Morgan, Minister of Foreign Affairs and International Cooperation of the Republic of South Sudan, about Russia-South Sudan relations, security, BRICS, and other topics. Now, today we are going to be digesting exactly these two events. Let's go. During his interview, Dr. James Petir Morgan, South Sudan's foreign minister, described the meeting between the two presidents as friendly and brotherly. Here's what he said in detail. I think the meeting was uh, very successful. It was uh, friendly, brotherly, and uh, uh, though the visit was the first time, but uh, we have not been new to uh, the Russian people and the Russian leadership. Uh, We had been engaged in many uh, arenas, Uh, in the multilateral and in other things. So the visit, uh, though it was the first of its kind, we can call it like a historical visit, but we had been together in many areas. And that I can assess that the visit was really, really very, very wonderful. Uh, My president, uh, General Salva Kimaya, did yesterday uh, express his happiness for the warm welcome that was accorded to him and his delegation by the leadership of uh, His Excellency uh, uh, Putin and the people of Russia. To that we are so grateful. And the meeting was, uh, the meeting was very, very uh, brotherly and uh, uh, it was very successful. The minister also invited Russian businesses to explore opportunities in the oil and mining sectors in South Sudan, as well as called on Russian companies to look into industrializing South Sudan via the country's hydroelectrical power stations. That is why we also uh, came, uh, because we have come here uh, to tell our brothers and friends and uh, sisters in Russia that South Sudan is open for business. And that oil areas of oil uh, is just uh, a small portion of it. But there are so many other things that uh, the Russian companies are openly invited to explore South Sudan in so many areas. Uh, the oil sector uh, is uh, just what we have now. The country is not being explored and we're inviting the Russian companies to carry out exploration in the areas of oil, in the areas of minerals, in areas of agriculture, and the industrialization of South Sudan through uh, construction of the hydroelectricity that we have. Uh, Up to now, this has never been done. And this visit is uh, an open way for many companies in Russia to come to South Sudan and uh, do what they feel they can do in in our country. During this year's United Nations General Assembly, 
South Sudan's president reminded the GA to lift the arms embargo imposed on his country. Foreign Minister Morgan explained the reason for lifting the arms embargo being an important step in the country protecting its borders. As my president said always, we appreciate the stand of the Russian uh, leaders' leadership and the support of the Russian people uh, for the people of South Sudan in the issue of this arms embargo and other sanctions that were imposed on the new nation on earth. Um, the call for the lifting of the arms embargo is one of the series of lifting of other sanctions in the country. And that uh, my president made it very clear uh, during our visit to New York, uh, during his uh, uh, speech in Africa, I mean in the, in the UN uh, General Assembly, that uh, lifting of sanctions was now necessary because we have gone through all the, uh, uh, the implementation of the revitalized peace agreement. And now that we are almost getting uh, 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 to the end of the agreement, um, when the agreement uh, implementation ended last time, we had a roadmap which was to take us to for another 24 months before we go for general elections. So lifting of the arms embargo was very, very important, uh, which my president reiterated in his speech, because the arms embargo has become another impediment for us to complete the process of the uh, of the implementation of the peace agreement in the areas where, for example, uh, we have integrated forces that are trained. Uh, these integrated forces are from the previous combatants who were fighting us as a government, but the agreement gave us that uh, we have to work together with them, and that is what we agreed. We have to work together with these groups. They have to be trained together with our soldiers, and then they have to be uh, deployed jointly with a new mandate. And that mandate now is to protect the peace itself and also to protect the territorial integrity of South Sudan. That is now a mandate given to the new forces, which now includes our own forces, and then the previous combatants, they are no longer combatants fighting us, but they become the National Army of South Sudan. So they need to be deployed with the new mandate. And the arms embargo made it very difficult for us to get arms, to give it to them. And in that sense, they cannot protect peace by using sticks. They have to protect peace by being given the firearms so that the territorial integrity of South Sudan is secured and then also the peace itself is protected. And as we go for elections also, uh, these forces are required in order to protect and help the elections to be carried out in a cordial and also peaceful, conducive environment that will allow every citizen of South Sudan to participate fully in these uh, coming elections. And that needs protection. And that is why uh, my president was calling for the UN Security Council to uh, not continuing on this arms embargo, or else 
continuing doing, doing that, uh, it will also uh, work negatively towards peace. That is one. Number two, in our neighborhood, uh, our, our neighbors in the north, which is Sudan, there is a, a war going on in Sudan. And in that war, uh, there is a, a sense of seeing it like spilling over. When the borders of Sudan are now broken and uh, there is no presence of the security to protect the borders of Sudan, that can also allow some uh, wrong elements to infiltrate in South Sudan and co could also cause the same problems in South Sudan. So that is why uh, the president made that call so that the, 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 the South Sudan can be able to protect itself from other invaders. And not only that issue of the Sudan, uh, the world we are living in today is a world that is infiltrated by wrong groups. We have terrorists, we have extremists, we have all kinds of people roaming around. And these kind of people are seeking for where they can find its soft targets so that they can settle there. If South Sudan is not protected, this kind of people can be able to infiltrate in South Sudan and it will be very difficult. Boko Haram, for example, Boko Haram are not far from South Sudan. Uh, South Sudan is not far from the areas which are known as a Sahel region. The Sahel region is a place of, uh, we call it a no man zone. And when the place becomes a no man zone, it can become a, an easy settlement area for this kind of extremist groups. So South Sudan is calling for the UN Security Council uh, to lift this unwarranted uh, arms embargo imposed on the new nation so that the new nation can be able to protect itself from this kind of things that we are seeing coming. And that is why the president took it upon himself to call the UN Security Council to reconsider lifting these sanctions. During the negotiations with His Excellency Salva Kiir, Russia's President Putin said that Moscow will help Juba to ensure security. South Sudan's foreign minister pointed out that the country is looking for friends and is now seeking to preserve the peace it has obtained and that Russia is welcome to help in the area of security. Let's listen closer to his exact words. South Sudan is a, a new nation. And as a new nation, uh, we are open to friends around the globe who can come to our help. Whenever we need help, we can ask a friend. And uh, we always say a friend in need is a friend indeed. Uh, and we, uh, we appreciate uh, that statement of His Excellency Putin to say that they can help us. We, we need help. And that is why uh, our president has taken this, uh, uh, this step to look for friends. Uh, we are not an island. South Sudan is not an island. And we need to live with the uh, members of the international community. And we want to be part of the international community. And we want to be part of peace. And uh, there are some elements, like I said before, who are not for peace. 
So we don't want to fall a prey to those who don't want peace. We want to be with friends who are for pro-peace. And we also welcome uh, any support that can be given to us to protect us, uh, not to be put in the situation where uh, we had come from. We came from the liberation process and we, we have completed that process. It is now time that we need to give the people of South Sudan the peace that they've been fighting for. We were fighting for peace. We were not fighting in order to be in war and we already got the peace, so we need that peace to be protected. Uh, that is very important. We need to, that peace to be protected so that the people of South Sudan can from benefit from the peace dividends. And uh, we, we, we welcome that statement, and we are so happy that we have a friend uh, like Russia who has said that they will help us in the areas of the security. We like that. We appreciate it. Minister Morgan also spoke about South Sudan's engagement with BRICS. He stated that the country will join BRICS when the time is right. I think BRICS is mainly for the development. And uh, South Sudan is going to take its time to see how we can join it, as it was already said by our president. And uh, most of the work always is that uh, uh, the BRICS has embraced many countries around the globe. And uh, we also will be part of, uh, of that uh, group when time comes. But our president has attended the meeting and I think he was impressed by the way that he found his colleagues there also who we can work with. As a new nation, we are looking for where we can fit better and we also we can be received by friends who can welcome us into the club so that we can become part of them. But for time being, as the president said, of course the work will go to our technical people to study and find the ways how we can be able to fit in. And that will be done as uh, our president is already uh, 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 signal the sign of we coming. Uh, so it will take its uh, time and then we will come and uh, be part of our friends who are already there. But for time being, I think the technical people will be to, to study it. And then we will come. During the presidential meeting, Vladimir Putin said that Russia is ready to trade with African countries in national currencies. The foreign minister of South Sudan likewise spoke to this topic, saying that South Sudan will not stay behind the rest of the world and will move together with its friends. You see, the trade is uh, something that, a trade is uh, something of interest. It will come a time when people will uh, uh, go according to what is on the ground. At the moment, we, we, we are not saying we are not going to be there or we will be there because we will see how our friends are going and we cannot be left behind. We will go with our friends whenever that time comes. I think at the moment, we, we are just, of course, BRICS was not there before. Uh, BRICS is going to be there in the near future. And we will see how it goes because we will be part and parcel of what the world is doing. We are not going to be uh, separate from the world. We are not going to be an island 
of our own selves, but we will be part and parcel of the entire uh, how the world will go with us. We are a new nation, but we will go with the world. Minister Morgan also predicted intensified collaboration between Russia and South Sudan in the next coming months. He invited Russian companies to explore opportunities of developing the mining and hydroelectric sectors in his country. As I said from the beginning, that this is uh, our first very important visit to Russia. A few minutes ago, uh, I signed a contract with a company uh, which will be coming to South Sudan. And that is the beginning of how we are going to work together. Uh, that company is mainly interested in minerals and oil exploration. Uh, we also have company that will be uh, working, uh, you know, that the longest river in, uh, in the world is passing at our backyards, the Nile. So uh, we have companies that are going also to study on how uh, we can uh, construct the hydroelectricity in South Sudan. Uh, this is the beginning. Uh, by the visit of these companies to South Sudan, they will be able to see exactly what they want to do in South Sudan. Uh, we have given them uh, the green light to come. We have opened the way for any Russian company to come to South Sudan. Uh, some will come and carry out uh, the feasibility studies. Some will come and take the seismic uh, imaging of the minerals under the underground. And some will come and see the feasibility studies of how they construct the dams. And some will do that in the areas of industrialization. So I think we are going to witness a lot of activities between Juba and Moscow in the coming few months, if not weeks from now. So we look forward uh, for one day you to come to Juba and carry out some of the interviews like this in Juba. That and that, that is for your information. Yes. It sounds like a very good news. Yes, it is indeed a good news. It is. Likewise, during the interview, South Sudan's top-ranking diplomat emphasized that peace should be the primary focus of the African continent, since everything else will follow once a peaceful environment is established. He affirmed also that Russia is welcomed as a partner for South Sudan in development. Take a listen. I think the African countries are independent from each other. Uh, it is a continent of 55 countries. And we uh, in South Sudan in particular, because I would just like to talk about South Sudan. As a continent, we have an African Union that also amplifies peace in the continent. Uh, the African people uh, also have come a long way uh, through a very difficult history. And that gives us, in the first place as Africans, I think to embrace peace. How the other parts of the world um, look at us But it must be very important, first of all, for us to look at ourselves. 
And then look at our people, as African people, what do we want from the world? And what does the world want from us? This one can make us to understand each other that the most important thing in the continent is peace. The second thing in the continent is peace. The third thing in the continent is peace. So when we are able to get this, the rest will follow. Uh, we also extend the hand of friendship to our friends in the other parts of the world. Russia is one of them here. In general, the world itself is welcome because most other parts of the world had been there. And we have also their history. They had been there before. So since they were there before, we want to welcome them back to come and see the Africa that they knew before. Russia's history in Africa is very clear. Russia was a part and parcel of the African revolutionary struggles. And that gives Russia that credit of being a, a partner. In the revolutionary struggle of Africa, Russia was a partner. Now that these revolutionary struggles are over, we want also Russia to be a partner, to partake with us in the development of Africa. And that is how we look at ourselves and we look at Russians and we look at other parts of the world. We need peace in this world that we are in. Peace is the only winner and nothing else. For those of you that have just tuned in, this is your host, Victor Anakin, and you're listening to Afroverdic, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. We've listened now to extracts from an interview with South Sudan's foreign minister. But now let's welcome Mr. Malwal Bolkir, a peace and security expert and political analyst, to take an insightful look into the meeting between Russian President Vladimir Putin and his counterpart, South Sudanese President Salva Kiir, which took place on September the 28th, a meeting which Foreign Minister Morgan described as historic. Mr. Kier, thank you for joining me today on Afro Verdict. It's a great pleasure to have you with us today. President of South Sudan, Salva Kiir, visited Moscow for the first time last week. How do you evaluate the outcome of the presidential meeting? Uh, I think um, the meeting is, is a part um, of the regular bilateral conversations that any country in the world can have uh, with whichever country that they want to have a conversation with. So I think uh, Salva Kiir, uh, is uh, in Moscow on uh, bilateral conversations uh, with the president of Russia, and and it's a, it's a it's a normal bilateral conversation that any country can have with whichever country they choose to engage with. Thanks a lot. During the negotiations with Salva Kiir, President Putin pointed out that Moscow would help South Sudan to ensure security. In your opinion, how could the Russian experience in the field of security be applied in South Sudan? South Sudan is a new country. In fact, it is the youngest country in, in Africa, in the continent. Uh, and any engagement that it has with a lot of countries globally, it is for South to learn from those countries, take what the best practices that they see in any country. So if they so wish to, uh, to engage uh, with Russia, I think my idea on this is that my opinion or my view 
is that uh, if they have to uh, equip South Sudan with necessary skills, because South Sudan is an independent country that is that needs the uh, the capacities and the skills for for its institution uh, and for its development. So I think Russia has advanced in terms of uh, technologically and and modern uh, advancement of any country. So South Sudan can learn uh, some of the best practices and 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 maybe gain necessary skills if they so wish from the Russia for South Sudan to develop itself as well. Vladimir Putin also said that Russia is ready to trade with African countries in national currencies. How could trade in national currencies instead of the US dollar benefit South Sudan? Trading in national currencies uh, not only benefits South Sudan, it benefits the region and it benefits the continent. Uh, because bringing a, a, a different currency, um, why, why, why should the uh, US currency be in the middle of trade? Uh, you know, if, if South Sudan is, is trading with, 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 the, with the US, There is no problem using U.S. dollars, but if South Sudan is trading with any other country, so I, I think it's it's not right for U.S. dollar to come in between uh, uh, some of these uh, business conversations. So I think it is um, it's a it's a good idea if South Sudan, if national currencies uh, is used to trade between the countries that has mutual understanding. So I don't think it's right to bring in uh, the U.S. dollar in the middle unless. It's under South Sudan is trading with the U.S., so there is no problem using the U.S. dollars. President Putin also pointed out that there are many favorable opportunities to strengthen ties between South Sudan and Russia in various fields, including energy in particular. So how would you estimate the potential of partnership between South Sudan and Russia in the energy sector? Russia is advanced in energy sectors and many sectors. So South Sudan has not done so much uh, in uh, in all of these sectors. So if there are investors uh, from, or if there are partners from Russia who are willing to help South Sudan develop some of the sectors, including the energy. So, so, so I think um, it, 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 it would be a good idea, as well as also to share those skills and to maybe take South Sudanese, give them the necessary skills, equip them with the capacity to also come and develop uh, this country. So whatever engagement or help, uh, I may not call it, Uh, it's, it's not like um, uh, uh, it, it, whatever help that South Sudan and, 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 and Russia agree on, it should be based on their mutual understanding, but also to speak, to give the people of South Sudan, the government of Sudan, necessary skills to also develop some of their, their sectors. But of course, uh, South Sudan as a, as a new nation is willing to learn, to engage um, with any country that is willing to work with them based on, uh, on the things that are shared and the, and the commonalities of the, two, of the two countries. President Salva Kiir also underlined that South Sudan, quote, does not see any alternative besides Russia as a friend on the international arena, close quote. Now, in your opinion, what are the advantages for South Sudan of having Russia as an ally? Well, um, there are uh, both uh, dis- disadvantages and advantages. So, but I have to focus on if, if South Sudan, I mean, if the government of South Sudan, if Salva Kiir, sees that they wanted to see Russia as an ally, of course, uh, in the beginning of the struggle, uh, I think Russia is a country that helped so many uh, revolutions in the continent. So, so now for, for South Sudan, 
uh, if there are things that they want to share in common, it is not like uh, South Sudan should, should not be, like, it's not like they are giving themselves uh, a side in this international arena that is going on in this, around this international uh, politics. South Sudan, uh, but can work with any nation and can, uh, can work together with any nation on the things that they share. And then things that they have in common, things that they wish to do together. If South Sudan uh, government is willing to, 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 to work with Russia on things based on, on, on the principle of mutual respect, mutual understanding and respecting the values of, of, of different and also respecting uh, the, sovereign, the sovereignty of this country. So I think it's okay to work on the things that they believe are common to both of them. That was Mr. Maliwal Bolkir, who gave us a clear understanding of the meeting between the heads of states of Russia and South Sudan. Like he said, South Sudan can learn skills from Russia and use that to further develop itself. The dollar, like he said, has no right to come between the trade of the two countries, as trading in national currencies means that the states have mutual understanding. Finally, South Sudan is open to working with any nation, according to Mr. Kier, including Russia, as long as the cooperation is based on mutual respect of the different values and the sovereignty of both countries. Dear listeners, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Keep in mind that you can always listen to the Afroverdict podcast on Google Podcasts, Deezer, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podcast Addict, as well as AfriPods. Check out our Sputnik Africa Telegram channel, TikTok account, and other socials to always stay up to date on local and global events. To have simple access to our information, feel free to download our user-friendly Sputnik Africa application. That's it for today's episode, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Afro Verdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa.